Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number 23. We are here with Melissa Blake, and the title of this podcast is I've Got This, and I really and truly think you'll understand why she and I both can say I've got this. So hi, Melissa. How are you? Good, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I want to tell everybody that I met you after I had surgery and had the brain tumor removed. You sent me the sweetest email that would not, I could not do anything except contact you back. I mean, I sent you an email back. Do you want to tell people that you emailed me? <laughs> you want to tell sure. them kind of why you emailed me? I know this sounds really weird and random, but there mm-hmm. is a point, I promise. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, So I got one of your posts. I'm on your um, subscription list and I get your emails about your cookies and your recipes and everything. And I got the one that said, I need your help. And I opened it and I read it and it was, oh, so heartbreaking to see that you were going to have surgery and that you were having a tumor removed from from your brain. Um, And I started... I instantly felt just like so much compassion for you because I myself have just gone through a pretty long journey of um, recovery and I um, I had or have or had, I'm not sure if you could say present or past tense, um, stage three cancer, breast cancer. And I, when you have breast cancer or any kind of cancer or illness, you feel like everyone else has one too. So it was a little bit of a jolt to me to get an email about the, I call you the cookie lady, (laughs) about the cookie lady (laughs) literally having a tumor. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, the world is ending. Everyone is like falling apart. So I, I had my own experience with trying to continue making cookies because I did it, it just for fun. Um, but while I was just sick, as sick as can be, I had a really hard time uh, doing anything, let alone my hobbies and interests and small things that brought me joy. And so I felt like I, I just kept getting this feeling that I wanted you to know whether it went, this email went to like a, a, a junk folder or, you know, one of your, your children read it or you never read it. I just, I just felt like I should tell this person, this other human being on the earth that there's a little bit of hope after the journey and to be patient because as you're trying to get back into cookie making, cause I know it's just the thing that gives you so much joy in the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> that it was going to be slow, very slow. Um, because you know, you can't, you know, at one time I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs, let alone stand for three hours in the kitchen, two days in a row there's no way I could have done that with my energy levels. So I, I felt like I needed to share that with you that you, that I'm sure you would get frustrated with how slow and difficult things were during recovery, but to be patient you with yourself. <laughs> well, you know me so well. <laughs> well, and you worked so hard and I just could see into your future just <clears throat> briefly that there was, it was going to be a little heartbreaking, but I didn't want you to despair that there was hope in the future that, that as you recovered, you would gain more pieces of yourself back. Yeah. 
and and, and you're right. Once I got home, that was. I actually haven't told many people this. I guess I'll share it now. I caused myself an episode is what I call it. Um, my husband went to the store because I can't drive until probably June 19th at the earliest. Um, it may be later than that. It could be nine months. Who knows? You know, so when the doctor tells me I can drive, I'll you know, check myself out and make sure that I can instead of just jumping behind the wheel. But he went to the store and my daughter and my son and my daughter-in-law were here. And my oldest son t had taken his family back to Georgia because he had to get back to work. Well, my, my daughter's my youngest and she's a teacher. She's 28. I talked her into letting me go over to my cookie cabinet where I have tons of cookie cutters. And I told her, I said, I just need this one cutter. Alan said I could draw. So I'm going <laughs> to trace and sketch. So we get over there and I have to sit in the floor because I have so many cookie cutters. And of course, the box I needed was on the bottom shelf. And I sat down and then I just started drooling like a dog. I'm like, there's like drool coming from my mouth. So I took the back of my hand and I wiped my mouth and I looked at my daughter. I said, why am I drooling? And she said, I don't know. Why are you drooling? And at that moment, I couldn't talk. I lost my speech. Like if I was trying to say the word door, I was just going, duh, duh, duh. And that's all I could get out. So she got Tyler, who's a little bit older than her. And like I said, she's 28 and he's 30. And they helped me up off the floor and they took me to the couch and set me down. And they called Alan immediately. And he said, call the neurosurgeon and tell him what's happening. Well, at that point, my hand started going really, really numb. I've never felt numbness like that. And so they told Alan and then they told the neurosurgeon. The neurosurgeon said, if she doesn't snap out of this in like, a few minutes you need to take her to the emergency room so praise the lord i snapped out of it and i decided at that moment i wasn't ready to decorate cookies and it broke my heart because cookies isn't just for me i feel like i try to empower people with cookies you know i want them to feel the love and the hope and the joy and know that they can do something if they dream it and a cookie is a small way to start it. So you're, it's like you read my mind when you sent that email. So thank you. You're very welcome. I, I, I didn't expect to have that kind of an impact. It was just like, you know, when you have an idea, you have a good idea, why not? Yeah. It couldn't hurt anything. <laughs> well, it didn't hurt me at all. It helped me tremendously. Oh, and then... And then I got to talk to you, and you told me some of your story. Do you want to share some of that? Yes, of course I'll share my story. Um, so in 2017, I just as a hobby, just randomly wanted to start making cookies. And so I found your website and everything, and um, that was the first time I ever made some cookies. And then after that point, I just do it randomly for friends and for, I don't know, family, just just very randomly, very casually, <laughs> I will make uh, royal icing cookies. Uh, so that's my connection to cookies. But in um, 2017, I <clears throat> in 2017, I was diagnosed a couple days after Mother's Day uh, with breast cancer. Um, at first, they didn't think it was uh, stage three, but um, it was obviously breast cancer. Um, I had just had a baby. I had a, a new baby daughter and she was three months old. And then I had a son and he's he was three years old at the time when I got diagnosed. Um, and I was 35 years old at the time. And, um, it, it, you know, most of the time 
women my age don't go in for ultrasounds, mammograms, you know, they don't think about breast cancer at all. But my older sister <clears throat> had had it um, abnormally young as well. She had just finished her own treatment for breast cancer. And I think she was about 37 when, when she found hers. So, um, yeah, because of what my sister had gone through, we knew that I should get checked. So I went in and got checked and, and all my appointments were on the same day. Like the same day I went in for the mammogram, then they rushed me over to ultrasound and then they, um, the, the head of radiology or the head of whatever department it was, like, I can't remember everything. Things were kind of fuzzy. He, he took me into his office with the nurse and showed me the images on his computer of basically my cancer. And my children were at a babysitter that day, and I um, I asked him, okay, well, I have to call my husband, and I have to get my husband to come home from work because the babysitter's going to leave and because they wanted me to do a biopsy, and they were going to test the cancer cells. And I said, what should I tell my husband on the phone? And the, the head of radiology said, well, it is extremely likely that you have breast cancer. So right then and there, um, I didn't have to, we didn't have to wait for the test results. We didn't have to wait, yeah. you know, three or four days to hear the terrible news. He basically told me he was absolutely sure that I had cancer. Yeah. So since that time, I did just every treatment you can do. Um, I had my surgery first to have amazing doctors, nurses, and, and everything. And my surgeon, one, uh, my breast surgeon removed my cancer and then my plastic surgeon stepped in and started reconstruction at the same time I think my surgery ended up being about it was very long it was like eight or nine hours longer than they expected wow. and at that point cancer had gone up into my lymph nodes and <clears throat> there were quite a few lymph nodes involved so then they graded at 3c which is as bad as you can get before you have stage four cancer and everyone knows stage four is the you know the worst you can get it's it's traveled to other places in your body and it's just a, a bigger beast to battle um so luckily they didn't find anything in any uh any metastases anywhere else but i went on to do after my surgery i did chemotherapy i did four dif different types of chemotherapy um and it took about six months to complete there were weeks that i was too sick there were times mm, that uh, I think I needed a blood transfusion. It, it was kind of a battle to keep me healthy enough to do it, which it is for, I think, everyone that goes through this. So after re, um, after chemotherapy, then I had radiation. Um, the standard, I think, I think you normally get anywhere from 25 to 33, and I got 33 um, treatments of radiation. And then I also had my ovaries removed because I have, um, I am BRCA2 positive. So I have a genetic mutation that makes my cells less likely to fight cancer cells. And that's often uh, associated with higher ovarian cancer rates. So I had my ovaries removed. And what else? There's so much else. And then now, now, I feel like I'm almost done with everything. I'm on a daily pill for the next 10 years to suppress the estrogen in my body. And that's it. It's like a long medical story. and <laughs> It's not very wow. exciting. But people that have gone through it themselves, you just learn about it as you go. And you hopefully become an expert of cancer because you're going through it yourself. 
But anyway, yeah. that's my journey. And somewhere in the middle of all that treatment, you slowly get back to wanting to do your own stuff, your own hobbies, or you want to try to do something from your previous life. And yeah. <laughs> it's slow and it's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult, yes. And so with, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with cookies in particular, there was a couple months when I finally thought about making cookies, but I didn't make any. But it's like, oh, just having the thought, the desire, it was progress. And then, you know, a couple months later, as I shared with you in my email, a couple months later, I I actually made some. I made them, but I didn't get any further than that. You know, they were baked. They were cut out. They were there. My husband ate them because I didn't do anything with them. I was too (laughs) tired. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, another month goes by and then I actually frosted some of them in one color. And then another couple months go by and I, 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 you know, got to do a little bit more detail. But my progression through cookie making was almost like milestones of my recovery where it's, it's a hobby and I did it so casually. But it was something I felt good about doing and that I was pretty good at. And as I've slowly been able to do it again it it helps me measure how far I've come that I am more like myself like in addition to my hair growing out you know after chemotherapy that's it's really the second way I can measure how far my recovery and then and and at one point a friend of mine asked me to make cookies for an event and I was so excited and I never told her how much it meant to me but it meant that the people around me felt like I had recovered you know it was so important to me and it meant so much to me that she thought I was well enough to make these cookies and I went above and beyond I used all my energy (laughs) I mean I barely did it but I was determined to do it because yeah it, it was just it gave me so much hope that my friends and family, they felt like I was better, getting better. <laughs> and see, and that's the reason I want to name this post or this podcast, I've got this, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> what you said about how you're measuring how you decorate cookies, you know, that's measured with your, your you know, progress of healing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me. The other day, it was Earth Day, and I missed the Easter cookies. I have Easter cookies. I have Easter stuff. But you know what? I'll do those next year. But the Earth Day cookies, I woke up that morning, baked the cookies, made the icing, come up with a design and a plan, and I decorated them. And I told my husband, I said, I am going to do this. I said, when I had the tumor, it took me four days to write a post. We should have known something was wrong, but but I didn't. I was seeing a doctor, yeah. but we just didn't connect it. We didn't We didn't make that leap from... This is not your thyroid. This is something much more serious than your mm-hmm. thyroid. Mm-hmm. And so Earth Day, my goal was to finish those cookies that day. I took the pictures. I edited it. I did everything. I wrote the post. I did everything in one day. I was so excited. I could have jumped up and down, which, like you said, would have taken all my energy. Mm-hmm. But I sat down and got ready to post it, and I'm like, Ah, I forgot the video. I had the video, but I just hadn't finished editing the video. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I said, Mm -hmm. that's it. I'm going to sleep. This will be a day late. Mm -hmm. Well, then Alan, my husband, who has been my rock through everything, he does the grocery shopping. He drives me everywhere. He's been cleaning the house. He's been doing the laundry. He does the dishes. I mean, this man has become two people, which Mm -hmm. 
is amazing to me and he's still working and doing, I mean, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be married to him because he is, like I said, out of this world amazing. But he walked in and he broke my heart when I was editing that video. He said, you're doing this a day late. That's just why. Why would you do this a day late? And I said, because it was my goal to do it yesterday. And I didn't do it yesterday. Mm -hmm. I said, these could be birthday cookies. You know, you could put yeah. a little airplane with it and it could be a kid's birthday cookie mm -hmm. or something. I said, <clears throat> I have to do this and I have to post these late mm -hmm. because it was my goal. And I'm like you, if I hadn't have done that, I would have felt like I just failed, and, yeah. and I couldn't do that. So, yes, I, the cookies are helping me recover tremendously, and I never thought that a cookie, hello, we're on the Power of a Cookie podcast. I never thought a cookie <laughs> would be so powerful. Here I am talking to somebody right. who lives so <laughs> far away, and we're doing a podcast because of cookies. <laughs> I mean, this is just incredible to me. But, but like I said, your story... I know there's so many people out there that could have a brain tumor, and, and I've talked to several of them. And I know there's people out there, I think I, everybody that I know has been touched by someone, you know, that has had cancer. And so I mm -hmm. think that you and I pushing through this and, and doing it the way that we're doing it, like I said, God has lifted me up and has totally everyone's prayers out there are the reason I'm here. I know that. And I talked to people today that told me that. They said, you know, our whole church is praying for you. I don't know a single person in that church, but God bless them mm -hmm. for praying for me. <clears throat> so I do know that I'm supposed to help people through this, that I, I'm supposed to help lift people up and encourage them. And if I'm doing that through cookies, amen, that's what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. And I think you, the same thing, what you have gone through with small children and how your body has gone through this cancer and you've gone through the treatments and mentally you're, you're sending me an email to lift me up. Do you know how special you are? I mean, Boy. really? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, your email, like I said, touched me. So many emails have touched me. But yours made me email back that minute, you know, and say, hey, I need you to be a guest on The I'm Power so of a glad. Cookie. I am thrilled. You know, I think when you go through something like this, it, it really changes your perspective on existence on life on on the day-to-day -day things you know because I did have such young children my my first response when I was told I was sick was oh my gosh my children like my babies yeah. like they're yeah. too young in fact I came home to my friend who was babysitting my uh, another very dear friend was babysitting them when I was getting all those tests done and I just couldn't even contain she's like did everything go fine and I just started bawling to her and I was like oh my I have I have cancer, like, but my babies, what about my babies, you know? So the first, yeah. the first thing I think a lot of people think about are others, like how are my children going to not have a mother? What is their life going to be like? It, it, it really changed my perspective on my son, you know, spilling his milk or making a mess or you know, like yelling or being behaving badly. It's like, this might be the only time. I get to spend with my child, am I going to scream at him for not getting dressed on time? You know, am I going to scream yeah. at him for making a mess in the bathroom? Like, no. And for a while, I, you know, going through it, it, it becomes such a humbling experience and you're forced to be patient. Um, 
with yourself, with, you know, nurses, with doctors and, and those around you, because I don't know, because you just have to be patient because everything you've ever known, everything that's ever been under your control is taken away from you. Yeah. You know, things aren't your control. Your body's not under your control. You know, there was a tumor that was trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Bouncer. Bouncer tried yeah. to end me. And I think he came very, very, very <laughs> close. But you know what? That my doctor just bounced that big bad boy right out of my head and I'm back. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to decorate cookies. <laughs> I'm not going as quickly as I want, but that's okay. I'm working on it. You'll learn patience with yourself, which is very important. And and that's it. I have always thought that I was a patient person, but now that this has happened, I realize how I wasn't that patient with myself. I was patient with everybody else, but I expect so much from myself. And this is really, this has taught me, hey, you know, slow down. You've got to do it. And I'm I'm going to do it the way God wants me to do it, you know? So, okay, tell me where, do you like decorating cookies because you just started? Um, do you like it? I do. I like it a lot. So I, um, I yeah, tw like I said, 2014 is when I started. And the first one I did was, it was like a Wilton melting snowman kind of oh, cutter so set. Cute. Yeah. I know, and I figured if I if I can't make a cookie that already looks melted and fallen apart, then maybe, you know. <laughs> so that was my foray into it. I do. I I really do like making them. I, they they can end up looking so precise and I the colors and I just love that you've made something that people actually want. You know, so many yeah. times we get gifts that it's like, "Oh, thanks a lot. Who cares?" But like my children <laughs> want to eat the cookies. My husband wants to eat the cookies. Everyone I've ever given one to because I you know I, I haven't quite sold them I mean I've donated them for some um, fundraisers but I I just love making them and it, giving them this colorful little gift and yeah. I do it, it's the funny thing I don't know why I wanted to make them in the first place but I started seeing all the pictures of them on Pinterest and I was like those are cool I want to can I do that because I am not <laughs> the best baker you know I I made a pie once. It wasn't that great. My husband <laughs> made it anyway. Pies are hard. Yeah, it was no, all Pies are the hardest thing to make. I love <laughs> making pies, but man, I give it 100% focus. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> yes. I can really only bake like two things. I can bake these cookies, which I'm starting to get really good at. And then there's a cinnamon roll recipe from my mother-in-law that, that I'm trying to master in order to kind of, you know, pass it down another generation. Yeah. And that is it. That's about all I can make. I am not the best baker. <laughs> well, you started, and that's a huge step. Now, when you decorate cookies, do you use the bottles to decorate or icing bags with tips? How do you, how do you decorate? Through, I've gone through everything, and there was one question. I was like, oh, my goodness, I can ask Lisa this because I, I literally <laughs> am talking to Lisa. But So I've started using the tipless bags. Me too. Right? So <laughs> yeah. how do you put that like where do you put them in between using them so normally when I'm using the metal tips I stick them all in a cup with a, a yeah. white napkin at the bottom but and, you but, can't do that with tipless what do you do with your tipless bags you just lay it on the counter I have well now I actually have a tray that I got um at the dollar general store mm -hmm. and it was only like two dollars it's a plastic tray and actually I'm getting ready to do a post on the difference between 
piping bottles, Mm -hmm. piping bags with tips, and tipless bags. Because it's a funny story. And if you've read my Santa Claus, you know, this is the one that started it all, Mm -hmm. the blog post that I did. Um, I got into decorating cookies because sweet Danny B, who's Danny Fiore, was on the Martha Stewart show, and she had the bottles. Mm-hmm. And she was decorating cookies with those bottles, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to use bags. And I had just quit my job, and so those bottles and Danny's sweet face drew me into decorating cookies. Mm-hmm. So I bought the bottles. I was decorating with them, and then probably about six months into it, I'm like, I'm not I'm not good at these bottles. Mm -hmm. So I went back to piping bags with tips, and that's what I was doing. And I'm like you. I had a little stand that I would drop them in, and that's where they stayed. Well, then these tipless came out, and the first set of tipless that I used were terrible because every time I squeezed, the bag would burst, and icing would just go everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I've broken four tipless bags. I'm not doing this anymore. So I went back to the piping bags. Well, then um, Truly Mad Plastics came out with the tipless bags and I thought you know I love everything she does she is such a good person she has a good shop she has everything good I'm going to try hers because hers will have to be better than what I had before I ordered a set from her and did the first ones and I'm like oh my gosh I love these bags well so I bought like 700 of them because I was going to be yeah I was going to be teaching at cookie con and I wanted everybody to do something that you know was kind of rare I wanted everybody to have a piping bag in their hand and nobody like the teachers there's just not a whole lot of time to do that so I bought 700 of them and loved them and everybody that used them loved it so I didn't hear one negative comment about it or anything Mm -hmm. so I'm like you where do you put them because you can't plop it in Mm -mm. your bag holder Mm -mm. it was terrible so I bought this flat tray and I put a damp towel down on it because you know I don't want my icing to dry out the tips dry really quick so I put like this damp towel down And I lay all the bags on it, and then I fold the towel over the tip just a little bit. And then I can make it like, you know, I can slide them in and slide them out. But there's any inventors out there who want to make something to hold piping, (laughs) tipless piping bags, we would love it, wouldn't we? Yes. So (laughs) smart, even on the tray. Yeah, because that that is the biggest problem. The, The tipless ones are amazing. Because yes. you can make the smallest hole. You can make that hole as yeah. small, as tiny as you want. Yep. And and I feel like yeah. that's, for me and some of the people I know, that's the biggest challenge is you want to make these beautiful scripts and you want to write these things on your cookie and you can't get it small enough. Yeah. But the tipless bags, I really love. They do that. And I like it too because especially now with, you know, having surgery and not being able to spend as much time in my kitchen as I would like, Mm -hmm. the cleanup is so much easier. You know, I don't have to stand and wash the tips or Mm -hmm. wash out the bottles, which I love the bottles Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I love the tips, you know. And I've been using them a little bit more, I think, since I've had surgery because you know how when you're in school and they tell you, the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body. Mm-hmm. It's I hate to say it, it's true. The tumor was on the left side of my brain, which shoved my head, um, shoved my brain over to the right side. Well, one of the last things that I'm getting back, and this is why I'm so late on thank you notes. This is why I'm not on the computer, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, thanking people all the time and talking to people. All the time. I'm working on it. I really am. I have over 300 blog comments that I need to answer, and I have somebody to come help me do that this week because the last thing that I'm getting back is my writing. You know, 
Um, I made some cookies for the doctor's office. I made cute little Easter bunny cookies that I already have on the blog. And some of their little poor feet, I was doing the paw prints. And all I had to do was, you know, <laughs> pipe a circle for the main part of the foot and then three little toes. And I'm like, those are like Frankenstein's toes. Those <laughs> are bunny toes, you know. But you know what? I took it. I told them, I said, my hands are not what they used to be. But And they love the cookies. And now I think I have some new followers. So if there's anybody from my new doctor's office is out there, hello, guys. I love you. <laughs> you know? but, but, yes, the tip lists make it so much easier and clean up. I feel like I have so much control because, like you said, you could even take, you know, one of your, I could take my turkey laser and poke a hole in the back and get that fine of a line to come out as long as my consistency's right. right. If the icing's too thick, that's not going to work. Yeah. But I'm going to work on royal icing. That's that's on my list to do. So hopefully I can help you and show you how I put the tips, tipless bags on that little tray, that little tray. It was $2 and it's some of the, it's probably the best $2 I've spent on decorating cookies, really. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, because that yeah. was the one thing. I was like, oh, there's the, the cookie guru is going <laughs> to talk to me. What should I, I ask her? Definitely not a guru. <laughs> I'm just a girl. Yeah, that's <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, so, and seriously, if you have any questions, feel free. You've got my phone number now. Shoot me a text. Questions that you have, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that have those questions. And this goes out to everybody. If you have questions, please send me an email. I would love to get those questions. I would love to answer because I'm here to help you decorate cookies and that's that's my job so I want to know what you want to know so anything that you have that you want to know please please shoot me an email I would love it and I'm going to be slow answering it because I'm a little bit behind right now but we're catching up this week I have a feeling we're going to move major mountains this week me and Miss Amanda she helps me do Pinterest pins and things like that she's wonderful and she's going to come over and help me just catch up she's she's incredible so thank you Amanda but but Melissa so where do you want to go now that you're decorating cookies where do you want to go with this I know you still have some recovery to do Mm -hmm. I still have recovery to do and we're going to do it. Like I said, I've got this. This is the name of this post. We've, mm-hmm. we've both got this. So I know where I want to go with cookies, and I am going in that direction. Um, and I'm getting faster and faster every day, which, praise the Lord, it's working. And so you, what do you want? I'm so glad that you're in the cookie world. We love you, and we're glad you're here. <laughs> and so what do you want to do with cookies? Oh, that's such a good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I have my skills. I went to school for certain things and, you know, I have a, when I'm well enough to work again, which I don't know how long that'll be, but I, you know, I have a career or whatever to go back to, but the cookies for me is, uh, so I've always needed a, a creative outlet. And, you know, if you, when I was young, I would scrapbook and then you have to keep those forever on the shelf or, or you make a yeah. quilt, but it's like, you know what, we, I, I live in Hawaii now. I don't need quilts. I don't need a bunch <laughs> of quilts sitting around my house. It's hot. So it's like the sewing I've mastered that, you know, I used to do this, I used to do that. And, and the cookies are awesome because when I feel like creating something and I, or I feel like I want to give a gift to someone. I know how to do it. I know how long it'll take. It's going to take me over the course of two days and then an hour on the third day. I, I, I want to get better at it and I want to, um, 
the skill I need to learn is coming up with my own ideas. That's actually very tricky. Um, but it's okay to copy at the same time. You know, that's why you're doing your posts is to show us literally how to make the same face or the, you know, this monster, the monster eyes or so it's okay to copy, right? So if yeah, I feel, can, feel free to use any post that I have done. Yeah. Everybody out there, feel free to use it. That's why I do this. I get people that send me texts, oh, this person copied your cookie. I'm like, good, they learned something <laughs> wonderful. So yes, feel free to use anything of mine yeah. that you have and <laughs> or that so you can. sweet of you to share because, you know, I've, so a lot of people are worried about copyright and, you know, on the internet so much stuff gets spread around. But it does. I, with my cookie future, I just want to get really good at it. I want to be good enough at it that I could just remember the recipe. You know, I I want to live to be a grandmother. I, I want to live that long. I want to live 65 more years. I want, you know, I want to be 100. <laughs> and I want to have my cookie recipe memorized. And I want to know which type of meringue is the best, or, you know, the powder is the yep. best. And I just, I like to keep giving them as gifts. I, you know, I want yeah. people to know, oh, we have a fundraiser coming up. We'll ask Melissa Blake to make some cookies for the fundraiser and you know I mean when a five-year-old gets a spider-man cookie it's just the coolest thing it it's, is yeah and then their faces turn red with all that crazy red <laughs> frosting and their moms are mad at you because it's a mess and I just love it I just love it I do too yeah, I, I do too. And there's something about <clears throat> when you start a cake business. Now, I want people to know I have been gathering cake supplies for years. And I think two years ago when Bouncer hit hard, that's when he hit hard. They said the tumor was growing anywhere from five to 10 years. They, we don't know how long he was growing, but he's been here a while. So two years ago, I really wanted to start decorating cakes. And, you know, I put a cake recipe that I tweaked and made up and I didn't make it up. I tweaked it from several recipes that I had through the years and um, I really wanted to get into it but buying cake supplies is really expensive so I had to do that over uh, an, uh, over time mm -hmm. and I have what I need but then bouncer hit and I never did it so but when you want to decorate a cookie, the supplies for cookie, I think the most expensive thing about decorating cookies is butter. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is wrong with the price of butter these days? <laughs> you know? Hello, butter, know. come down. And, you know? Unsalted, you'd think it'd be cheaper, right? They're not no, adding salt. No. Yeah, they saved an ingredient. Give us a break, you know. But <clears throat> I'm just kidding. But decorating cookies was when I quit my job, and that's how I got into, you know, doing the blog, because I, I was driving three hours a day to and from work on a school secretary salary, which we all know is not much of anything. Mm -mm. So I quit and I was going to get a job around here locally. That way, I, you know, I didn't have to drive as far and I wouldn't be gone three hours in a car, you know. And so when Danny Fiore came on to the Martha Stewart show, I looked and I'm like, the bottles aren't expensive. Cookie cutters are not expensive unless you pay $60 for a Santa cookie cutter like I did, my first one. So that story, I'll put the link below. You guys can, oh, it's the only cookie I thought I could decorate because I saw her do it. So I copied her design, but I also bought an airbrush and I airbrushed it. So, um, yeah. So, it's expensive. <clears throat> so I was thinking, okay, so 
if I want to decorate cakes, I'm going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on cake supplies. But if I want to decorate cookies, I don't have to spend that much. And that's one reason that I love cookies is because it's affordable. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody can do it. And then if you want to get into decorating cakes, you know, yeah, buy a pan here and a pan there. You know, but like I said, cakes are expensive. And I love cakes. And I'm going to do cakes. I'm just going to tell you. It's going to be out there. I'm going to do it. But... Um, everybody if you if you don't have the stuff you might have to go a little slow like I did to to build up but cookies are just like you said when you give a kid a cookie or even a grandmother a cookie or you know anybody I when I took them into the doctor's office it made me feel so good because everybody was just so happy that I thought enough of them to bring them a platter of cookies and so mm -hmm. there's nothing like that feeling it's like you're feeding them cookies but it feeds your soul or something, mm -hmm. you know? Do you yeah. feel that way as well? I do. I, I totally do. And it's, I feel like in the 21st century, it's the, it's the only way we can give someone anything that matters. You know, everyone's on, yeah. on their cell phones and everyone has like, we're so disposable, you know, our, everything is so disposable nowadays. That, but when you give someone a cookie, especially the ones that are as beautiful as the ones that you work on and the royal icing ones, it's like, this amazing little piece of art that they can also consume <laughs> and making a cookie at however long it takes, whether it's 10 minutes because it's simple or 45 minutes because it's more complicated. When you add up all the minutes you're spending on each cookie, you're basically saying to the person, you matter so much that I, I mean, I would sit down with you and talk with you for an hour. And I do that when I'm making cookies. I think about the people I'm going to share it with. And in a way, it's like, I don't know, communing with them or, you know, you think about the people that you love while you're making it. Yeah. And it's nice yeah. in today's, you know, today's world to have your mind occupied with good thoughts for that long. I agree you know? 100%. Okay. <clears throat> so I think I better let you go. We've been talking for, you know, a little bit of time now, which is great because I absolutely love talking to you. And, uh, but I think we need to let the moms get back to their kids and people that are working are probably at work now, sitting in their car listening. Thank you for doing that, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we probably need to wrap it up. But I, like I said, I just wanted to thank you for sending me that email because, like I said, your words and the way you wrote them and the things that you sh said and your story that you shared with me, it really touched me and it helped me so much. And you give me the courage, too. I, I want to help people. I want to touch people. I want to teach them how to decorate, but also I want to teach them if something bad happens in your life, like a brain tumor mm -hmm. or cancer, you can get through it. We are both sitting here because we've got this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, and thank you, Lisa. I mean, you, you already do help people. You, you already do. Oh. And <laughs> I know everyone's, it breaks our heart to see people we care about hurt. Um, and unfortunately, that's life. But yep. if we want to help, we want to help, especially, you know, if you've been through something yourself like this, you just want to pay it back. You just want to make the world a better place. And, and we have yep. a lot to pay back. We have to pay for it a lot because there's so much good in the world. And oh, I yeah. that's the one thing I learned for sure from, I mean, having cancer, this sounds terrible, saw, fixed all of my bad relationships. <laughs> because yeah. The perspective is, <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad at you. It doesn't matter. The thing we were fighting about doesn't matter because we could all just die. <laughs> it sounds yeah. terrible, but 
So like, or you're important. Or or we can fight it mm-hmm. and move past it. I don't care that you know. You didn't mow my yard properly, mm-hmm. which I'm the one who mows the yard. Well, I was until this. Now, Alan, bless his heart, is mowing it. But mm-hmm. I love mowing the yard. But then I would come in sometimes and I would look out the window and I'm like, uh, how did right. I miss that spot? <laughs> I missed that spot. Why did I miss that spot? Now, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter. I'll cut it next time or I'll take a pair of scissors out there and cut down that one tall weed that's driving me crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? because it doesn't but, yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And that's one thing that I hope everyone gets out of this, out of everything that people, sick people go through. And I don't care if you have a broken hip or, you know, a lady today at a, at a church told me how she broke her foot and she ended up sitting in a wheelchair for four months. And the doctor said, you can get up and do things now that you think you can do. And then you're going to suffer for the rest of your life. Or you can give me four months and we can heal your foot properly. She gave the doctor the four months and she said it changed everything that she thought about people. She was like, wow, you know, I, I need help doing this. And, and it, it gave her patience, like you said, and it was hard for her to take, just like it was hard for you to take, just like it was hard for me to take. But you know what? We are so blessed that we have people out there that are willing to help us and willing to do this. I mean, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all just a lesson on empathy, really. Caring, caring for each other. You're right. And this is something that we should be, we should have been doing before that maybe, you know, we just needed to learn. We didn't spend time on it. We weren't patient with ourselves, right? That doesn't mean if you get sick, it's because you need to learn empathy. That's not, it doesn't work. No, no, I don't think anyone should get sick ever. So there you go. And I know you do too. Anybody who's gone through things like this, we don't want you to even have the common cold because I promise you, this common cold that I had hit me harder than bouncer's recovery. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the far side of that. So praise the Lord. I feel yeah. like I would be so much farther if I didn't have the cold. But again, just like you, when you get something like this, your immune system gets really low. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just opens the door to all kinds of things that you can get. Mm-hmm. So so I'm still working on that part, too. Understanding and being patient. Yes, I can't get sick. So that way I can heal. Mm-hmm. But but you have taught me so much and you have given me so much hope and so much courage. And, and I hope that I can pass that on to others. I hope that, you know, yes, everybody's not going to have a brain tumor and everybody's not going to have cancer, but you know what? We're here and we survive this and we get joy. Uh, This is such a weird statement to make, but we get joy out of cookies (laughs) and sharing that with other Mm -hmm. people because we want them to feel how good we feel when we make them, you mm-hmm. know. So, so yes, cookies are powerful. Who knew? Back yeah. when I gave the keynote speech at CookieCon, how many years ago? It was called The Power of a Cookie. I had no idea this is where it would be. But guess what? Here we are, you know. But we've got this. We have so got this. And, and you do too. The people out there that are listening, you've got this. And if you need help on anything, I am here. Please email me. Like I said, I may not get back to you that day. I am really working on catching everything up. And maybe by the end of this week, I'll be back where I want to be with all my thank you notes and on the GoFundMe that you guys sent. God love your hearts. Thank you so much for that. Taking time to write emails, to answer Facebook questions or ask me things on Facebook or Facebook compliments. Same thing with Instagram. You guys, I am here because you cared. 
I, I'm honest. I, I mean that. I know that in my heart. And my job is to care back. So if you need anything, if I don't have the answers, I'll find somebody who does. So please reach out. Please contact me. I am here and I love you all. You have no idea how much I love you guys. So, Melissa, is there anything that you want to say? And I throw this out there and everybody hates me for it. So you can just hate me too. Okay. Is there anything out there, any tips, trips, or information or anything that you want to give people before we go? I would just say, uh, so my struggle is humidity. Because I mentioned I I live in a humid place. So Me too. Humidity. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's almost as bad as trying to master your curls on a humid day. Absolutely. If you live in a humid place... (laughs) Don't get discouraged. I don't know. Search the internet. Look for solutions to hum- humid cookies and bleeding and this and that and the other. And my tips for people are if you're having major problems, just check and think. Maybe it's too humid. Maybe there's too much rain in the air. Maybe, you know, it's not because you did something wrong. It's just humidity. That's, That's my it. only tip. Because I, I struggled and I fought it and I threw away a bunch of batches and it's like, you know what? I just have to give bleeding cookies away. I'm, yeah. I can't throw them away because this is what I get. It's absolutely good enough. Let me ask you this. Do you dry your cookies with a fan? Do you put them in front of a fan to dry? I've tried. I tried that because I wanted to do the shine. I wanted to see if it's shinier, yeah. you know. Um, I didn't. It didn't really work out for me. I tried in the oven. And I just felt like maybe they got a little too dried out. The cookie didn't taste yep. as good. I Do you think, have a dehydrator, a food dehydrator? No, I don't. That's the next I don't thing either. to try. I don't either, but you may want to email, and I'll, I'll send her an email or a text here in a minute, Georgianne Lila Lola. You may check with her. Now, she lives in a uh-huh. completely different humidity than we do, but she has done a couple mm-hmm. posts on how she uses a food dehydrator and how it helps her. So hmm. she may be able to answer a few questions, but I'll tell her, if you want to contact her, I'll tell her that you're, you're going to shoot her an email or something, okay? Awesome. That's awesome. And yes. and I don't know if a dehydrator will help you or not, but hey, try it, it might. You try yeah. everything. Because, because I have bad humidity here too. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one of my biggest things is the humidity. But you know what? The title of this podcast is... I've got this. You got it. You'll get the humidity <laughs> and, you know, you'll figure it out. So... Mm-hmm. Well, Keep thank trying. you so much for being exactly. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. We we love your story. We love how you encourage us. And you know, I I hope that your email was not just an email. I hope it was the beginning to a good friendship because I just feel I feel so close to you that I just want to keep it. So. Guys, if you guys want to see Melissa, you can go on thebarefootbaker.com, go under the podcast tab, and we'll have some. We'll have her picture there. And I don't know, maybe you'll be nice enough to give us a picture of your cookie. Do you have a picture of a cookie? <laughs> I have a couple. I, I think the ones I sent you was like my first, it was like a rough draft when I was really ill. The first ones yes. I tried to make for Christmas, and it had just like one, it was just white. I had, it was half <laughs> frosted with white. In some kind of decorative style I had seen online. And then the most recent one was a lot more advanced. So it was kind of a, I could share the same ones, I suppose, of my progression. 
guys, cross your fingers that she'll share those with us and I'll put them on the post <laughs> and everything. So but thank you, Melissa, for being here. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Stay tuned to thebarefootbaker.com because I'm coming up with some Cookie Network stuff. I've got several podcasts lined up and I'm very excited about the guests that are in line to do this. And uh, anything that you want to know, if you want to know about, you know, the tipless bags and where to put them, if you want to know about humidity, if you want to know about, I mean, anything, anything about cookies or whatever, ask me. And like I said, if I don't know, I'll find somebody who does for you. You guys, thanks for being here on the Power of a Cookie podcast. And remember, find me at barefootbaker.com. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com.